0: Hey, in this week's episode, we are talking about questions and specifically one question that's vitally important to constantly ask yourself if you want to grow a business that gives you a lot of free time and the money to do the things that you love to do. And why wouldn't you want that? You can grow a business that runs without your constant input. You have the most amazing lifestyle. You get to follow the things that you love. Now this question is a question that an entrepreneur will be trained not to ask because of the schooling system, but they should be asking it consistently and constantly. And it's a very simple question. The question goes like this. Who can I get to do this task? Or what automated system can look after this for me so I don't have to do it? Now this is foreign for most business owners, most entrepreneurs, because you have been trained in a schooling system to do everything yourself. You see, schooling systems, This kind of bores me because I talk about it often, but it's still the truth. The schooling system doesn't set people up to be entrepreneurs who control resources. That question that I asked before, who else can I get to do this so I don't have to? Or what system can I automate so I don't have to do this? Is a question that you ask when you're a controller of resources because you don't want to be a resource. You want your time freed up to be strategic, to develop the ideas and the visions for your business, to help develop the solutions for the problems that you're having in your business. That's using this thing, it's using strategy, it's using logic. And you don't get to use strategy and logic if you're a resource in your business because you're too busy doing. So in the schooling system, it was designed from a very disempowering model that very few people understand or know about because it's like air, you have to actually, you don't know it's, it's there, but it comes from the concept that you're not powerful enough to make your own way in life. That what you have to do is develop a whole bunch of skills and then trade those skills for time, for money, for people that have real power and they'll pay you, okay? But that's what the education system does. They didn't teach you to build resources. So that question, who else can I get to do this? What system can I get set up so that I don't have to do it? That's a question that will first of all do two things. It will push you up against yourself and it is just a good practical logical question for any entrepreneur who's freeing themselves from the day-to-day tasks within their business. And if you understand our model, and if you don't, go to the perrymaldon.com, you'll see a link to a masterclass on building a business that runs independently of you. There are three stages, the technician stages, and this is where lots of people get when they first start out in business. They're working in their business, doing everything, and suddenly they start to get some success, but they're still doing everything in their business, and they become a roadblock. There's no operational efficiencies. They become the roadblock to scale. They've got to make every decision in the business, and they're also doing everything in the business. Can't grow a business like that. So next stage is conductor. In the conductor stage, you spend more time being strategic. You'll still do some roles in your business that are based on your gifts and your, your strengths you'll start to build your team out and delegate with that question. Who else can I get to do this? And as I said, it will push you up against yourself. What do I mean by that? Well, that question, unconsciously, at times, you won't want to ask that question for various reasons. So the moment you say to yourself, who else can I get to do this? You'll find that you'll meet parts of you that go, oh, no, I'll do them. I'll do it. Or no, I can't get anyone else to do it because no one can do it as well as me. Or um, uh, I can't afford that. Or no, I'll just do it myself because I can. See, these are your unconscious habits. These are your uh, unconscious beliefs and behavior behaviors that are just sort of habituated into your system and probably set up with some pretty strong belief systems. So that question gets you thinking about who else can do it, but you will also confront yourself and the belief systems that want you to do it, that want you to stay working in your business. So that's a chance for growth and development because then you could use that in two ways. Well, that question obviously is a very good practical question that you have to ask if you want to start building a business that runs independently of you. Right, <laughs> because you don't have a business that runs independently if, you, if, you, if you're involved with the day-to-day money-making processes in your business. Okay, so you have to ask that question, and then the second stage would be, well, what in me? Because you'll you feel yourself contract, well, what's that contraction about? Well, I, I don't. Parts of me don't want to, and so that becomes what we consider self-inquiry. You can, can start to see how you operate as an entrepreneur. As a as a business owner, and that'll be programming you have to overcome. And if you're interested and you're not already involved, get an hour in a circle. It's our, just go. It's, it's our, our Fire Yourself Facebook group. Go and check it out. Again, you'll get access to that through the front page of PerryMardon.com, and in in, in our Fire Yourself Inner Circle group, which is a Facebook group. We talk about these things. We'll come and do a strategy session with me and one of my other coaches and we'll dig deep and find out what's going on for you, what your blocks are. And just remember, I'm not like every other coach out there. I can just look at you and see within two seconds what's going on. And that might be confronting to you to see what's going on, what's stopping you, what's limiting you, but you just got to get truthful about these things. If you're not truthful about them, they stay in place and you won't get the business outcomes that you want course, as I always say, strategy is one thing. You can get all the best strategies in the world, but if your belief systems, behavioural patterns are still downgraded, meaning your belief systems can and, and, and habit patterns and behaviour patterns can only get you what you've gotten right now. Not only do you have to grow intellectually and understand what you need to do to build a, a business that runs independently of you, that's the intellectual knowledge, that's the strategy, but you have to change your beliefs and patterns. Because they will be stopping you from going to the next level. You've got to evolve yourself completely as an entrepreneur and business person. So, this question, of course, is important. I'm going to actually take this a little bit further because we're going to go further into the power of questions. In the power of questions, or with the power of questions, questions are really important. I'm going to get a little bit doo-doo-doo-doo here. When... You have a belief system, your belief system doesn't open you up to the power of questions. So as an example, coming back to what we talked about before, if you believe no one else can do it as well as you, then that's a conclusion. And that's a conclusion that will kill you if you're trying to grow a business that runs independently of you. Because what would be a wise thing to do if you want to grow a business a, that's, that runs independently of you is to get people that are better than you or equally as good as you. But when you've got a belief system that says no one can do it as well as me, that will control your behaviours, the way you're thinking, that's a, a foregone conclusion. And then you minimise the power of life, the power of the universe from some perspective that, that there is no one as good as you. Of course there is. Right? Might <laughs> might feel good to your ego to say that. So a question would be, how do I find someone better than me to do this? Again, you only start asking questions like that when you understand that your belief systems are limitations and put restraints on the universe. So if you ask yourself, how do I find someone better than me? And you keep asking yourself that question, You will start to see things on websites you're reading, or someone will tell you about something, or you'll just start observing. Now, there's two ways of looking at that, and there's actually two theories. One we know from science is true, Uh, the other I actually believe in, but there's no science at this point that proves it, and that is this. So, if uh, you start asking questions like, Well, how do I find someone that's better than me? then that sets up what they call the reticular activating system. The more you ask that question, your your brain starts going, oh, well, that's really important to this person, to the owner of that question. And so it starts to seek out the answer. And you have uh, an experience of this when you notice a car. You start thinking about buying a car. You'll see them everywhere. That's the reticular activating system. So... Questions are really important. Before you can ask questions, you've got to realize that your belief systems are limited. And whenever you see a belief system that's limited, flip it and ask the question and keep asking the question. How can I? What would happen if? How can I improve this? How can I make more money from my marketing? What would be a good thing to do if I wanted to grow a multi-million dollar business that ran without me those questions open up the reticular activating system as i said before there's another dynamic that many people believe in and i do to a certain extent which is that if i ask a question and keep asking the question it's almost like i magnetize or draw responses or answers to me as well but to um, believe in that framework you have to believe in energy that there that we are all connected and that we work within energetic frameworks and so if we work in energetic frameworks then what we put out to life and the questions we ask might attract or the beliefs that we hold might attract um, because there's oneness and we work within a field again there's no true hard science for that at this point so asking questions is vitally important how can i improve this if you see a belief system that says, you know, well, oh, there's no money out there, you would work with turning that into question, how can I make more money? In doing that, you're being an expanded being, you you will be an evolving human being. And if you're interested in this stuff, by the way, sometimes if you see those people that are, um, you know, 60 or 70, and, uh, you know, they've had the same belief systems for 30, 40, or 50 years, you'll notice that, that, that they get rigid, they get tight. They, uh, By the way, I didn't say 60 70 year olds, 30, 40, 40 year olds. They've stopped at their beliefs, they believe their beliefs and because they believe their beliefs, they stop asking questions and they don't entertain the mystery of the universe or the mystery of life. They've decided everything has truths, and therefore they can't grow and they can't e- evolve. So questions are important. How can I do this better? Where can I find? What? Who do I need to be, if I want this outcome? So stay in questions. Now I'm just going to do something. I had a a uh, one of my mentors, business mentor. He asked me a question this morning. A gentleman called Akbar Sheikh, who I work quite closely with. Anyway, so I'm really going sideways here, but I I reckon this is important. Um, And he was saying, he was asking me about my relationship. He asked me how that, he, he said to me that your relationships inspire me and what are, Why and how did you create such an amazing relationship? And it's true. I am very fortunate in the relationship that I have with my wife. And I have to say, but it's not that that just happened by luck. That happened through work. I mean, there was luck involved in the sense that we, on a basic level, are very, very compatible But still, like everyone, when you get together in a relationship, you've got differences and people start playing, arguing. You know, you get together and there's there's all sorts of issues and challenges that go on within your relationship, especially after the honeymoon period. So actually, here's the question. I'll just read what I said. He said, Perry Mardon, your love story inspires me. Any advice for the rest of us on how to live a fairy tale marriage? And again, what's this got to do with what we just talked about? Everything. Because your ego is made up of belief systems. And the more rigidly you adhere to your belief systems as though they're truth, the more you will struggle in relationships. Okay. So here was my answer to him. I said, Akbashi, big question, but here are five rules I have lived by with my wife for many years. One, put love, connection and kindness before being right or any other negative egoic reaction. You can still stand up for yourself, but be more dedicated to the love in the relationship than being right and making your partner wrong, which destroys the fabric of an intimate connected relationship. Point two Repair any damage with Rule One, with Rule One being broken by saying sorry and move back into loving disposition with partner ASAP say within one minute of losing tempo or saying something reactively. This heals relationships create safety and trust. 3. Practice non-reactive hard discussions where you observe and own your reactions anger, upset and hurt but don't project onto your partner making them wrong while staying connected where possible to love, kindness and connection in that communication. And if impossible, due to your hurt at what they're saying, or your anger at what they're saying, practice doing no harm. Do this for every taboo or uncomfortable discussion to the point that no subject is out of bounds for inquiry. And that creates deep intimacy and safety and a sense of complete togetherness. 5. Be dedicated to creating love and being loving as your primary driver. And there was a bit of turn-throwing. I got thanked for the advice. I said, yep, it's a practice. Hard at first but becomes a habit and only way you want to live after you benefit from the results. This approach heals the relationship of the normal defensive attacking approach. I am right, you are wrong. I am good, you are bad thinking. Your partner unconsciously starts to feel on an unconscious level as the normal games of arguing and fighting disappear. Ladies move into their deep feminine trusting the male and vice versa for the male trusting the female and that heals all childhood wounds with the opposite sex, giving you the best in response. And they give you their best in response. So you develop on safeties in a relationship, there is a development of the best parts of that person and they will come back and love you completely. So if you can see, this ties into what I said before. Typically, when you have a, an argument with your partner, you will play, I am right and you are wrong and you will demonize them. And if you're sitting there saying you don't do that, you are. It's a lie that you're not. Okay, the moment you've got anger in your system, righteousness in your system, all arguments are pretty much based on you're right, I'm wrong, I'm the good person, you're the bad person, I'm going to punish you now with my anger or through drawing my attention. That's all disconnection. Okay, so again, we can see that to have the good relationship, we've got to drop, or we can still feel that we're right, but we understand and we let that sense of being right loosen its grip on us because we're more interested in having a good relationship and so we're not going to dump on the other person we're going to stay connected stay loving not make them wrong when we disagree with them we will be able to communicate and discuss that from love and maybe we've got differences of opinion but if i don't make them wrong for that they're going to start feeling safer and then they can feel communicate more about it and if i feel hurt. That's my, look, I feel really hurt by it, darling, but I understand where you're coming from. You're different to me. Those types of of communications move outside of the rigidity and boundaries of belief structure and build the ability to create connection, communion, and understanding where, even in taboo subjects, it might be triggering your partner, they stay present and connected and understand that you are really there trying to do the best for your for your primary relationship. Anyway, I hope you get a lot from that today. Oh, I love that stuff. I love relationships. Anyway, if you want to do some work, come to a strategy session with me. Join me in the inner circle. Um, or if you're super ready for it, come and ask me about our Ignite Business Mastery Program, where we work with people for a whole year, building them out of their business. Talk soon. Catch ya.